up, dirties? Hey, what's going on? It's your dude. It's me. It's Sean B. In the place to be. On the MIC. From HWD. What am I doing? Uh, this episode of the Sean Boyles Podcast is brought to you by Spotify for Podcasters. Oh, that's right. That's the new name for Anchor. We were using Anchor.fm and then and, and Spotify owned it. And then Spotify decided, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just call it something clunky and, uh, cum- and cumbersome. Cumbersome? Cumbersome. Let's call it something goofy. And we'll change it to Spotify for podcasters because we need to have our fucking name in there so everybody knows what the fuck's up. Anyway, Spotify for Podcasters, they're powerful tools for beginners, uh, pros, and everyone in between, all in one spot, uh, and it's all completely free. They uh, they provide uh, a service, a free service, uploading it to all the podcast platforms. Uh, you can have a fan engagement. You can get analytics. Uh, they even provide uh, an ability to do video episodes. And if you do it right, you can make money. Oh, that's right. Always money to be made. You make money from advertising or fan donations. Um, you can actually have an income from doing your podcast. It hasn't happened to me yet. But that's all right. Go to podcasters.spotify.com. And start podcasting today. Very, very, very simple. We also um, we are also brought to you by Hayward's own Music Depot. That's right. I think it's the only music store in Hayward. I could be wrong. There might be another one. I don't know if that one's still there. There used to be one on Hesperian, off near the with the old Chuck E. Cheese. Anyway. This is downtown Hayward. Definitely the only music store in downtown Hayward. The Music Depot. Go see my man Pete over there. They got Schecter guitars. They got Sure mics. They got orange amps. They got lessons for guitar, drums, and I believe keyboards. 944 B Street, downtown Hayward. Also, they are the sponsors of the Boyles Bistro Blowout every month at the Bistro in downtown Hayward. I got uh, I got I got a couple of dates. I don't got much on the calendar right now, but uh, hopefully that fills out soon enough. Uh, next chance to catch me doing comedy isn't going to be until May 20th. I will be at the Sports Page in Mountain View doing some comedy out there. Uh, a special performance by Hazards. Haphazard is happening. May 27th at Winter's Tavern in Pacifica, a rare only duo drum and bass version of Hazards happening um, May 27th. And then way into the future, make your plans now, finally officially announced it this week, um, Zed playing the SoCal Heavy Jam in San Diego on September 30th. How about that? And as always, music heard here on the Sean Boyles Podcast is not owned, copywritten, licensed, 
or trademarked by me, Sean Boyles, and or the Sean Boyles podcast. Don't come at me with your bullshit because your bullshit will run up against my bullshit and nothing will come of it. You can't get nothing out of nothing. Let's do a podcast. It's the Sean Boyles podcast. Music, comedy, drums, life, Shout out to El El Guava Tacaria in Auburn, California. That's right. I said Auburn. Auburn, part of the reason why uh, the podcast is a day late and a dollar short right now. But we'll get into that in a minute. Welcome to the Sean Boyles Podcast. Episode, uh, what are we at, 188, I believe? 188. Holy shit. We're on a Wednesday afternoon. Sorry for being a day late. I had to take a job out of town. And I've said it many times on the podcast that I will not take a job before I got to drive an hour out. And here I go. Drove two and a half hours out to go paint a house, but I was slow. So here's the thing. Here's what happened. Here's what happened to me. I, um, going into last week, in fact, even as I did the podcast, um, I didn't have any work lined up. I had nothing on the books. I had one job for mid-May that has been on the books a while, but I had nothing up until then. I just, it was barren wasteland of look like me sitting around with my thumb in my butt trying to make $300 stretch for fucking five weeks. And it wasn't going to happen. Uh, I was getting, I was getting nervous. I was starting to get nervous. And then uh, my dude hit me up, asked me to come up to, um, come up to Grass Valley. This is the house that I did, um, the house that I did last summer when it was like the hottest fucking days of the summer and I painted his house that I didn't look at and only looked at pictures of ended up being fucking twice the size as I thought it was from the pictures. We used more paint than I've ever used ever on a house and it was crazy. Um, oh shit, there's a crazy plane fucking flying over low right now. I wonder if that picked up in the mics. Anyway. Um. So my my, uh, my man Sergio was uh, he has uh, he has a fiance that he has recently proposed to. She has moved into his big old house. Here, my man Serge buys his monster house by himself. Lives in a four bedroom fucking monstrosity, solo cholo. But he meets a chick. And uh, her and her two boys move in. Now he's got a full house just like that. Uh, So she had her house in Auburn that she was selling. So they needed to have a nice clean paint job done on the interior. I didn't have anything on the books. So I decided, hey, I'll help out my dude. I can get some scratch. I can stay up there. I tried to plan it. So I was in between rehearsals and I didn't miss any. I had to miss one rehearsal. Um. Uh, but I had to, you know, make sure the gigs weren't being canceled or whatever. 
So I went up on Saturday. Went up on Saturday. And of course, a lot more work than he told me over the phone. Kind of told me that I'd be just doing some touch-ups to get, clean it up. I gave myself four days. I said, I'll get up there Saturday. I'll leave on Tuesday night. And I figured if I left early enough Tuesday night, I could still get in here and do record the podcast and get it out more or less on time. I drove home today. I drove home this morning. So, um, so yeah, I had to basically paint almost a whole two-bedroom um no, three bedroom, three bedroom um interior so they can sell it. God damn it. Duped again? No. <laughs> um but it worked out. They uh they took care of me. I got to stay stay at my buddy Serge's house, which is about a 20 minute drive from where her house is. Um, everything up there is like a 20 or 30 minute drive. I had to go to the paint store, fucking 25 minute drive to the fucking paint store. Um, you know, just went to go to lunch, had to fucking drive for 20 minutes on a highway to find a place to eat. You know, just everything's a drive. Just it's fucking boondocks out there. Um, an area of California that I have affectionately called, Land of the sunburned people. Now, I don't know what it is about the people in Nevada City, Grass Valley, in Auburn, but they're all sunburned all the time. I was up there during the summer when it was peak summer. I can understand sunburn. They haven't had any weather as far as insane sun until recently, and everyone I saw up there was sunburned again. Sunburned. This is fucking land of sunburned people. Everybody up there is fucking red. And I don't know if it's being out on the lakes or being or driving up to where there's snow and you're getting fucking blasted from the from the the, the, the snow the, the reflection. I don't I don't know. Anyway, that's why I had a taqueria spot i didn't even have a burrito uh i had a, a plate of nachos in three uh, street tacos and it's fucking excellent so so good um so shout outs to them even though i didn't get a burrito uh la, 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 but ah, i had a good time hanging out with my dude hanging out with his uh his chick and um it was all good we jammed because sergio's got a little jam room got to play he had a, he brought over uh he invited over some friends and um, somehow I got stuck playing guitar, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing playing guitar. And um, I just tried to follow along the best I could. It wasn't very good, but we had a good time. It was good. It was all good. All good. But fuck you, the little, the little fucking little half bed, little. I don't even know what to call it. I guess it's a little a single, a little little twin bed that they put me up in. It's the most comfortable fucking bed. I mean, it's just I just fucking fall asleep immediately. I don't get up too often in the middle of the night. You know, of course I got to get up to pee because I'm an old man. And uh, but man, it's just comfy. Just had a comfortable stay. Super chill. They said, "Hey, come in and out as you please." I was leaving in the morning before they even knew I was gone, and I was coming back in the evening. One time I came back, I had a headache one of the days, and I just came back and just crawled into that little bed and just didn't bother anybody i just said i texted him and said hey dude i'm fucking 
I'm gonna I'm gonna hide out down here because my fucking head's pounding. You know, I guess a migraine. I guess I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's recap the week. Um, I didn't even fucking say what we got going on. I, yeah, I wanted to talk about being up there in the fucking sunburn, folks. Um, but I had some gigs going up there uh, before I left out of town. Uh, so let's recap the gigs, and then we'll do uh, some other things. Some interesting notes that happened throughout this week. And then we'll uh, do reaction and, and, and earworm and get the fuck out. Um, so I, I had a 420 gig. I had a 420 gig. Your non-substance-taking podcast host got... Uh, asked to do a comedy show on 420. This was at Liquid Lounge in San Jose. Um, now, I was expecting the worst. In fact, it just as the night went on, I was expecting worse and worse and get, kept getting worse. So, uh, first of all, I'm on a variety show. For all intent and purposes. A show where there's singers and rappers. As well as comedy. And anytime you mix comedy with music. It goes terrible for the comics. And if you have a small crowd. It can be even more horrendous. Um. But shout out to my man, uh, Sean Black, for putting together this show. I guess he's the fucking dude over there at the Liquid Lounge. I mean, he's fucking, he's one of their main DJs throughout the week. And he puts on these shows there constantly. And uh, I didn't know he did that many shows at this place. So he's like the man there. Uh, and he's got a good, like, he's a great host. He's got jokes. He'd be saying shit. He'd be talking shit, you know. So he had a bunch of his friends perform bunch of hip-hop dudes and a bunch of R&B, a uh, couple, uh, one, one sort of lady rapper chick and then one sort of R&B singer chick and then um, this other dude, Docs Black, who uh, I've worked with before, he was at Sofa Fest, um, he actually had the best set uh, performance-wise and I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, and then my man... Noah Jones, who's a comic, he went second on this bill and uh, bombed his dick off, unfortunately. But I told him going in, I go, dude, this is going to be a shit show. There's nobody here. It's going to be hard to get the small crowd to laugh. You're going to go up after a music act, and it's just the worst. And so he spent most of his time explaining how bad the situation was and how terrible it is for a comic Instead of just fucking just trying to rip. He he got a couple of laughs, but just it was tough. It was really tough. Uh, there were supposed to be three comics all together. One of the comics could not make it. He was stuck out of town. So uh, music act after music act after music act kept going up. Every music act except for Doc's Black. Did their performance over pre-recorded vocal tracks. So they were all singing. Everyone sang live. 
but they sang or rapped over their pre-recorded vocal tracks. Basically, find a song on YouTube and just play it, and I'll do my shit over it. Like, that's kind of how it seemed like it was going. Um... I don't know how I feel about this. Um, Docs Black did not do that. He had instrumental tracks and he did his shit over that and he fucking murdered. It just made, it just seemed more dynamic. It seemed more real. It just like, like these guys, some of these rappers didn't even match their pre-recorded voice. Like one guy was like super hype on his, his, his track. And when he was live, he was doing it all low. And and a couple of guys got off of their vocal track. And it made for a mush-mouth situation. You couldn't understand anything that was going on. You couldn't tell who was off. You know, obviously the track's not going to be off. But they get off with the vocal and it's just fucking washed and all weird. And not being able to hear themselves. I don't know what the fuck happened, but... There was some uh, amateurness to some of these performances. It's getting so for it's getting later and later. The show didn't even fucking start rolling until fucking almost ten thirty, and it's getting later, and it's getting later, and it's getting later. And he's got like ten or twelve performers, and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, this motherfucker's gonna have me go on last. It's gonna be the worst spot ever to be. There's not nobody gonna be here. It isn't gonna be last. It's after one o'clock, and I still haven't gone up yet. And he's still got like two more acts before me. They go up, they bang out quick. Everyone did like two or three songs. It wasn't like anybody was up there doing full sets of anything. The bar announces last call. I still hadn't been up yet. It was, I, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh, fuck, I ain't going to be able to go on. They call last call right as a music act finished. And my man, uh, Sean Black, gets on the mic and says, yo, I got one more performer. I know they call last call. Please stay for this one last performance. Very funny, dude. I got a comedian going to come up here. He's been waiting all night to go on. Please Stay and listen to my friend Sean Boyles. And so I go up there and I just fucking clown on the whole situation. First of all, we're 420 show. It's not 420 anymore. So I hope, you know, you did whatever you needed to do for 420. Also, we're in a club that looks like there's nothing 420 about this club. This club looked like there's been more cocaine done in this club than anywhere else on the planet. Um, you know, and I'm just fucking rapid fire saying all this shit, you know, and I'm getting laughs. I'm getting big laughs. There's 15 people there. There's nobody there. Somehow I'm getting fucking big laughs. I'm getting, I'm getting black dudes holding their mouth, running around in circles laughs. I'm shitting on the fucking place. They have a liquid logo on a thing, and I go look right here on the liquid logo. That's a that's not the the Q in liquid is supposed to be a bubble, like a liquid, you know, 
in the Q, the little the little tail on the capital Q is another little bubble. But one could interpret that bubble to look sort of like an eight ball, as in an eight ball on a fucking pool table eight ball. Of course, I said, you know, this place looks like there's been more coke done it in anywhere. I go look right here on the logo. They got a fucking eight ball right there. Huge laugh. I thought it was dumb and hacky as fuck. Big, big fucking laugh. And I just started ripping to my shit about being the oldest guy there. You know, I go, and then I go, unless Sean Black's as old as me, I can't tell how old this motherfucker is. He looks like he could be anywhere between 23 and 63. That got a big laugh, got a big laugh out of him. He took off his hat and then showed me this horrifically balding head. Um, just like, like burn victim balding, like just patchy in weird ways. And I said, Oh my God, put your fucking hat back on. What are you a burn victim? Just got again, big laughs. I just, you know, you know, urban audiences like roasts. They like fools talking shit and they like roasts. But then I started roasting myself when, you know, talked about being old. I looked at everybody square in the eye. I said, all you young men, you're going to sit on your balls. Get ready. I did my long balls bit. I did my failing asshole bit. Getting big fucking laughs. I even did my numbers bit. And that seemed to work out really good, too. I thought that shit would be too smart. But um, I did a quick seven minutes and got the fuck off. And I couldn't believe how good of a set I had in front of fucking 15 people. Just like all, all odds were against it. It was late, small crowd, after music, none of that shit should work. Somehow I pulled it out. So I was very, very happy with my set, very happy with with how it went down. I don't know if I'm getting better or I just got lucky. Um, It was, you know, end of the night, everyone was tired. You know, people like had their coats and their bags and they were like headed towards the door. You know what I mean? And they stopped and just kind of sat there and waited for a little couple more minutes while I told some fucking jokes. I got very, very lucky. Um, And then drove home. Uh, I wasn't sweating because I didn't have again. I'm not working, so I didn't have anything for Friday. But I was going to go out of town Saturday. So uh, I did have a gig Friday night as well. And I was over at the. uh... Oh, come on. Don't start crunching on me. Oh, are you hearing all that shit? There we go. Hey, oh, uh, God damn it. This thing's farting on me. And now one side went out. Hello, check one, check two. Hey, hey, hey. Let's see what we got here. This is why I stopped using this mixer, because it was getting crunchy. Anyway, sorry about that. Um, The next night, I had a gig at the Vikings Motorcycle Club. The Vikings. Um... Interesting when you do a comedy. The Vikings, they are doing they were doing comedy shows once a month. They were doing an open mic. It was fucking open to anybody. And um comics were coming through though. They were doing that every month. And they lost their clubhouse. And uh they had I don't think they had gotten a new one before the pandemic hit. Um 
But they had got a new one in the middle of the pandemic. And they started up the comedy shows. Like in, yeah, kind of like during the pandemic. And, but they went, they changed, instead of doing an open mic, they did a, a, a showcase. And then only had a, like a few open mic slots they would do like after the headliner. So I got booked straight out. So, uh, and it's a funny thing, man. Like comics are scared to death to do comedy in front of the bike club. You know, they see these older grizzled fucking biker dudes and they automatically get a little nervous. Like I seen a guy, a person, I don't remember if it was a dude or a chick, but I've seen somebody on the stage holding the microphone and I could physically see their mi- their hand shaking, the microphone shaking in front of their face because they were so nervous about trying to tell their jokes in front of these guys. And I have a fucking blast with these guys because I just fucking shit on them. I just make fun of them. <laughs> And last time I was there, I went fucking hard on on their former president, now secretary, uh, this dude Mark. And Mark's got a hair lip, and he kind of has a little bit of a speech problem. But he likes to talk and likes to heckle the comics. And uh, I fucking, you know, he started talking during my set last time I was there, and I just started fucking talking back to him and going, Mark, 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 Mark. I go, how are you going to be the secretary and read off the mi- the minutes of the last meeting if you can't even fucking talk? And just his dudes, they just started laughing, dude. I was getting big laughs making fun of him last time. Um, this time, well, <laughs> this time I explained to, you know, uh, I said, hey, you know, last time I was here, I made a lot of fun of Mark over here. And he's like, you better watch your mouth this time. I said, mark, mark, mark. I go, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that again. Because last time I made fun of Mark so bad that he came over and he pulled a knife on me. Now, and everyone's like, whoa, like everyone freaked out, right? Now, he he did, he did pull out a knife on me. <laughs> but it was kind of done in like a joke, like, hey, motherfucker, you know, you talking shit, you know, I'm, I'll fucking stick you, you know what I mean? And it was like, it was a little shocking at first. I was like, oh shit, you know, but then we laughed, you know what I mean? He was, you know, he's fucking with me. Um, So I told everybody that he did pull a knife on me last time and then just went into my set, uh, which I was like, fuck, I've been here a lot of times. They, they've kind of heard a lot of my shit, so I didn't really have anything new. I just ran what I've been running lately and it seemed to do really well. I fucking I hurt this one woman. This poor woman was laughing so hard. Um <laughs> she couldn't actually stop. There's a section of the of my set where I just get on a roll and it's just fucking line after line after line. And uh she couldn't she couldn't catch her breath. I was hitting her. I was giving her I was hitting her with the combos, Jack. Um but unfortunately it was only like one person. <laughs> you wanna do that for everybody. But uh, anyway, I had a good set there too, and then uh, hung out a little bit. Hung out until they fucking were until uh, the show was over, which I usually don't. As soon as I get done, I get out of there. Fucking sure enough, I'm talking to somebody and I feel something. I feel a little poke in my back. And I turn around. And there's fucking Mark with a goddamn knife at my back. You know. And then he says, "Oh, come here. Uh, I-, I need your phone number." I go, I go, I go, I can't just put it in your phone. He's like, no, no, I need to write it down. Come here. And then he's got another little fucking, he's got what looks like a pin. 
He's like, can you pull the cap off of this pen? I go, what? Are you retarded? You can't do this shit on your own? And I pull the cap off, and it's a fucking, it's a little poker. It looked like a pin. It looked like a regular old writing pin. You pull the cap off, and there was a little fucking poker on there. I go, God damn, dude. Are you fucking just strapped with fucking all kinds of weaponry? You know? And I'm like, oh, fuck, they are the Vikings. So I guess it's fucking, <laughs> fucking daggers and knives and all kinds of shit everywhere. But uh, had fun with that. Have fun with the Vikings on uh, on Saturday and then uh, or uh, Friday night. Friday was Friday night. Then got up uh, got up Saturday and fucking drove up to Grass Valley. Uh, met that met them at the house in Auburn. Assessed the situation. I didn't get up early or nothing. I fucking I left out of here around fucking ten. Went and got some breakfast and then fucking moseyed my way up there. Was not in a fucking hurry. Of course, I get up there and I'm like, fuck, I should have got up here earlier. There's a lot more to do than I thought there was, you know. But uh, like I said, got up there, banged all that out, and um, came back. Uh, came back today. I could have came home last night, but it had been really late. And uh, I was afraid I'd get a little sleepy on the road. Didn't want that to happen. Getting sleepy on the road is not a good idea. Don't get sleepy on the road. Um... I saw a little, saw some interesting things. Um, well, I was listening to this podcast, and um, you know, I often I've said it, I think before here on the podcast, like I, I get, um, I'll get put off in a movie if they get a detail wrong, especially if it has something to do with music. I'll get a little, you know, my go-to example is the first episode of Stranger Things. Where it says August 1983, and they show the kids in the car, and they're driving down, and they're listening to fucking Van Halen's Panama. Van Halen's Panama is off an album called 1984, and um, they would, and they wouldn't be listening to Panama in August of 1983. It wasn't even the first single. Jump was the first single, and that shit didn't come out till February. So, uh, <laughs> I think they were playing it on the radio in December. They were playing Jump in December. Because I remember hearing it and being stoked on it. And I just switched over drum lessons. And the guy said, uh, this album's coming out here pretty soon. Get yourself a recording of Jump. And we're going to learn Jump. So, like, it had just come out. Anyway. Um... So little details like that put me off sometimes in a movie, a lot of times, and you got to be really, really good for me to continue. Because if you got that detail wrong, so the other shit's gonna be whack. If I would have learned this fact that I'm gonna drop on you, I heard I heard this today on a podcast. I was listening to um, a podcast called "I Don't Know About That." This is Jim Jeffries' podcast, where every week they bring in an expert on a certain subject. And uh, they basically test Jim Jeffries' knowledge on that subject. And uh, they go over little key points of a subject. Today, they did the subject of guitars. And this guy had a couple of uh, little uh, little gems of wisdom and little fun facts uh, about guitars. And um, most of it, of course, I know because I know what a guitar is. I know how it works or whatever. But he did say 
they were talking about you know guitars and music and early music and early rock and roll and somehow the scene in back to the future came up when marty mcfly is at the in what is it the enchantment under the sea dance and he uh he's stuck in that guy's trunk and they break him out of the trunk and and but the guitar player hurts his hand to 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 to, to get him out of the trunk and he says well i could play you know and so he's up there playing and he's playing a you know a gibson old ass gibson hollow body now apparently and this is the little gem of wisdom that I heard. And if I would have known back then, I probably would have been fucking mad. The hollow body that he is playing uh, at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance is a 1958 Gibson. Yes, blah, 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 whatever the fuck numbers are. They're supposed to be in November of 55 at that part. Of the movie. It's supposed to be November 55. 55. That guitar didn't come out until 58. God damn it. I heard that dude. And I yelled as I was driving home. I heard that. I was like what? God damn it. I, I fucking physically got upset. <laughs> There's no reason for me to get mad at something like that. But the fact that they had that wrong fucking pisses me off. God damn it. Fucking Spielberg. Get your shit right. <laughs> um I saw I had, yeah, a couple things sparked um some reels in 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 TikTok shorts or whatever you want to call them. The little small videos that we now see on on um social media sparked sparked a couple things um this week for me i um uh where am i at on my notes god damn it sorry about that oh i saw this this fucking freaked me out and i don't know how i feel about it but still i kind of can go either way on this shit so i saw this clip um this guy's talking to an obvious homeless man. Dude is sitting on a stoop. His socks and shoes are off and they're on a pile next to him. And he's standing there and he's smoking. And he's, you know, super, you know, disheveled, dirty, hair just all messed up. Um you know, looks just worse for wear. And the guy holding the the camera phone is like, hey, man, I know you. I remember you. What's up, man? What are you doing out here? What the fuck happened to you? You used to be the man. You used to be the man. What the fuck? Look at you. You were the man in high school. Look at you now. Punk ass. Then he starts shitting on him. Punk ass bitch. Look at you. Yeah. You were the man. Now you ain't shit. Like he's he's fucking lighting him up verbally. And you see this guy's look on his face. Like when the guy starts saying that he used to be the man in high school, you kind of see this face kind of light up a little bit. And then when he says you ain't shit, you see his fucking just world just completely shatter. 
as the reality of his situation hits him, which I'm sure the reality of his situation has hit him many, many times over. But to hear the you were the man, now you ain't shit, to hear that out loud from somebody else, I'm sure just fucking hit this dude. And the caption that went with the video was something to the effect of like, you know, you know, guy confronts his high school bully. So when that guy was saying that he was the man, he was kind of being a little facetious in that. Yeah, dude was the man because he was like the bully of the school. And maybe this dude bullied this dude. And now he's saying, ah, you bullied me because you were the man. Now look at the fucking look 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 where it led you. That karma got you. That bad fucking energy that you were putting out, you know, picking on us, you know, picking on us weaker, smaller folks or whatever 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 the uh bully sees in a victim. Um and he's like, you know, you know, he didn't say like fuck you or anything like that. Yeah, I think he called him a punk ass. But uh part of me was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. Fuck. Fuck that dude. He treated you like that. He was your fucking he was he, he was that was that was your bully. He bullied you in school and now he's fucking on the streets. Yeah, fuck him. Part of me was saying that. But then there was another part of me was like, fuck, man. You don't wish that on anybody, you know. You don't wish fucking homelessness and and that hard life of, you know, you know. Maybe maybe dude went mental, or maybe dude was already mental, and that's why he was bullying bullying folks. And then as he got, you know couldn't keep it together and ended up out on the streets, like you don't know what 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 happened to make the turn to make the dude have to be on the streets like that. But at the same time. You know, he treated people shitty and he was fucking he wasn't a good person. And now he's living this life of of the of the streets and it's like, did he deserve that? You're treating people terribly and now you're having to live in some dire circumstances. Did he deserve that? You know? So it's like, man, you know, I, I I almost thought that the video would end with the dude helping the dude out. But it just sort of ends with him just saying, "Nah, man, you you know, <laughs> you're a punk, you know." But it got me really thinking about that whole like, man, you know, because I know I didn't really get bullied in school, but I did get punked by a guy, and um, and I told I've told the story on the podcast before about Oscar Villapando and how he fucking hit me in the chest in the locker rooms. Before PE started, because he thought I told him to shut up and I didn't. And uh, and then the, you know, the guy that was there just happened to be there and decided that he was going to whip that dude's ass after school. And and uh, so uh, Donald DeRosa beat the brakes off of uh, Oscar Riopondo. And then years later, Oscar Riopondo got um got shot and killed in a drive-by. And part of me was like, you know, well, fuck, that dude was into some stupid shit and he fucking was, and he was shitty to kids and he fucking punched me in the chest that day and fucking, you know, he was the bad apple, you know, he, 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 
he chose that life and the circumstances caught up to him and you know it's, it's it made me think about that you know like when people are shitty like that and they're shitty to people and when it goes bad for them it's like when you see some asshole on the freeway and they're dipping and dodging and they're slipping and dipping through traffic and and they're just jumping lanes and they're driving fast and erratic cutting people off and they fucking pass you and then a few miles up the road you see they fucking got fucking wrecked and hit the guardrail and their car's upside down or whatever the fuck happened. And part of you goes out, yeah, bitch, that's what you get. That's what you get for driving like that. Fuck you. But then part of you is like, oh, man, I hope that guy didn't get hurt. Or I hope he didn't hurt anybody else. That's 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 more, you know, because that's why you got upset with him driving like that in the first place. There's a possibility he could hurt somebody. You know, himself or other people. You know. I don't wish ill or harm on anybody. But at the same time, if you're a fucking asshole and you're putting out asshole energy, don't be surprised when that fucking energy comes back at you, you know. I've always said there's only one guy on the planet that if I see on the street, I might hit him with the with with the van or whatever I'm driving. I might hit him with that. <laughs> I don't think I'll actually do it, but god damn it, I say it a lot. <laughs> I don't think I'll actually do it, but fuck, if I see that dude, I'm fucking hitting him with the van, dude. Fuck that dude. I don't think I'm going to do it. But part of me is like, fuck that dude, I'm hitting him. But I don't want that bad fucking karma on my end, you know, that it hurt somebody, you know. Uh, So, yeah, it just uh, got me thinking, man, that fucking seeing that dude confront his bully. Who is now homeless. Got me really, really thinking. Uh, another thing that got me thinking. And then we'll uh, we'll move on to another thing. Do I, where, where am I? Where am I at on time? Where am I at on time? All right, yeah, let's do this and then I'll do that. I'll do this and, and then I'll do that. How about that? <laughs> um, so... Part of me wants to be delicate about this and part of me just wants to say it outright. I think I'll just say it outright. Fuck it. Um, I got called a hater. Uh, I'm not going to say who called me a hater, but I did get called a hater because I wasn't stoked and excited about the Forbidden reunion. It was announced last week that Forbidden... Bay Area Thrash Metal Band, the band that Paul Bostaff came from, who later went on to play drums for Testament and drums for Slayer, most most notably Slayer. Uh, you know, this is the guy that took fucking Dave Lombardo's spot. Well, he didn't take it. He filled he filled the spot. Take sounds like he fucking hostile takeover. But uh, this is the guy that that, that took over. Uh, when when Lombardo left Slayer, Paul Bostaff came in, and then when Lombardo came back and left again, Paul Paul Bostaff came in that time too. So uh, twice, Paul Bostaff replace replaces um, 
Dave Lombardo. Uh, there was another dude, John Dent, that played for a while too. Left-handed drummer that uh, did a lot of Slayer filling in. But those are the three main Slayer drummers. Anyway, uh, so Paul Bostaff's original band is this band Forbidden. They're from Fremont, actually. Fremont, California. Now, Forbidden, out of the Bay Area thrash metal bands, Forbidden might have been the most, maybe the most progressive or the most true to a heavy metal band. They're a thrash metal band for sure because of the riffage. But the guitar playing was phenomenal and technical. And they weren't afraid to do some odd time, you know, kinks and cool little stops and starts. But the singer, Russ Anderson, had one of those heavy metal operatic style voices. Didn't do a lot of screaming, although he would do a nice once in a while. But uh, he had more of the, you know, what we always say, hold the orb. If you if you were holding an orb, what that would look like with your hand. You see heavy metal singers, especially when they hit a high note, they hold their hand out. And we always said that, that they were holding an orb. Some people would say holding a grapefruit. Grapefruit. Citrus isn't very metal. He's holding a fucking orb. An orb. A mystical orb. So uh, Russ Anderson definitely is a holding an orb type of singer. And um, <laughs> so uh, so they announced this uh, last week that uh, they will be getting back together to do a show in, Euro- in Europe. Only the one show announced so far. Of course, if you're announcing one show, there's going to be plenty of other shows. Um Paul Bostaff is not playing drums. They got Chris Contos, local boy here. Chris Contos, best known for his stint in um, in Machine Head. In the early on, he's on the first Machine Head record. Uh, he also plays drums in a band called Attitude Adjustment, old hardcore band from the Bay Area. And um, now he plays drums in a band called The Boneless Ones, which apparently was a crossover band from the early days that is probably more popular now than they were back then. Uh, original guitar player uh, uh, Craig uh, uh, Lucicero is heading the charge. And um, I don't remember the other guitar player. Steve Smith, I think, is going to be playing guitar. So basically, the group, they did a group called Bay Area Interthrational. And they did a couple of these, like, little, basically just playing. You know, new wave of British heavy metal and early thrash metal songs, kind of like an all-star band. That band that was doing that has become the forbidden lineup. It's kind of weird, cheesy, I don't know. But again, Russ Anderson is not going to be singing. And he, to me, is like, obviously he's the voice of forbidden. I don't know, I just wasn't stoked. This is what I'm getting at. I wasn't stoked on the idea of Forbidden being back together. The internet and all my heavy metal friends seem to be over the moon at the idea of Forbidden playing again. Now, Forbidden did a record maybe 10 years ago. They did a one-off record called uh, um, Omega Waves. Uh, 
and um, you know, it's okay. Like for out of the bands, Forbidden's not my favorite. They have a couple of really great songs, but overall, eh. I was super impressed with them. I saw him at the Omni one night, and Paul Bostaff had broken his arm. Um, had broken his arm. Had a had a broken arm. Had broke his had broke his arm. What's the fucking grammar there? Hey, we're unified. Anyway, um, he had his arm in a sling, and he fucking played drums a full forbidden set, and just blasted away back there with one hand. Fucking phenomenal. Super impressive. I didn't know the music that well, so I didn't know what I was missing with the drums. But he fucking flew around that kit with one hand while his shit was in a sling. I was like, fuck you, Rick Allen. Look what happened here. <laughs> so um, that was the last time I was super impressed by anything Forbidden's done. But I was talking to somebody, and I said, yeah, I'm not too stoked on the... I can give a shit about the Forbidden Reunion. Immediately got called a hater. Dude, everyone's stoked on that, dude. You're fucking... Why you gotta be such a hater? Why, if I am not going with the crowd on this, am I being a hater? I didn't say they fucking suck and they should never get back together again. I didn't say nothing even close to that. I just said I am not over the moon or too excited about a forbidden reunion. Now, if you say, you know, oh, Ghost is the best band ever, and I tell you, no, they're not. They fucking, they're whack. You might have a little bit more reason to say I'm a hater. Because I'm just saying they're whack because I think they're whack. I'm not saying forbidden's whack. I'm just not excited about the reunion. And I got called a hater. I know I have hater tendencies, but why do we gotta why do we gotta call somebody a hater just because they don't like what everybody else likes? Aren't we supposed to respect everybody's opinion? And why do we all gotta like all the same shit? You know what I mean? I don't like Ghost. I think that band's fucking terrible. I don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think it's the worst band that ever got made ever. I don't like Three Eleven. I think that shit's weak and I think it's soft. I just, I just, that doesn't do anything for me musically. I'm sorry. But if I, if you don't like something and you get called a hater. Now, if I had like jealousy running through me and like was hating on something just because it's popular, that's a hater. There's always those contrarians, right? Those contrarians that. No matter what it is, they're going to go the opposite route and say the opposite of whatever is happening to be the contrarian, to get a few, you know, get a few likes or get a few fucking haha emojis clicked on their social media because they're kind of being funny and ironic by not liking the thing. That's not what I'm doing here. And I usually don't do that. I'm not I'm not a contrarian by fucking by trade <laughs> I just I just don't fucking give a shit about a forbidden reunion I'm sorry if that makes me a hater fucking whatever dude I'll fucking drink from the haterade fountain 
all goddamn day. But I don't think that's what makes me a hater. I think someone is just using that term a little loosely to describe their disappointment in me not being so enthused. Or maybe it's a way for them to feel better about liking what they're liking and, and, and respect. maybe they respect my opinion so much that they want to poo-poo on my opinion by calling me a hater because they're so stoked on the thing that's happening. I don't know. Anyway, let's fucking do the thing. Well, how about that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? A little reaction of the week. We're going to react to some things. I'm going to have a reaction. Maybe it's a rash. Maybe I'll react in a rash. Maybe I'll react in mumps. Maybe I'll get the mumps. Maybe I'll react in severe blindness. Maybe I'll react with loose thigh meat. Anyway, no, I fucking stole that line from fucking Cowboys. Anyway, reaction of the week. Every week, I, being a fan of the heavy metal, I just talked thrash metal for fucking 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> I, uh, Try to react to a song on the Billboard Hot 100 just to see what's going on over there on the old pop charts. And um, let's have some fun making fun of um, the goofy shit that everybody's into. Does this make me a hater? No, just I'm just not a fan of this shit. It just doesn't do anything for me. Doesn't, uh, doesn't get the juices flowing. Doesn't, uh, you know... Doesn't get my goat. Doesn't uh, make my blood boil. You know? Doesn't make my little soldier stand up at attention. What? Doesn't get my toothpick through the cocktail weenie. What the fuck are you talking about? Um, Doesn't do it for me. The pop charts. Although once in a while, once in a while, we hear a song that it's like, fuck, that's actually pretty cool. So here we go. Uh, we're going to do a song by Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Uh, the song is called Princess Diana. Dirty Diana. Yeah. Wasn't that uh, Michael Jackson? Anyway, uh, Princess Diana. Let's hear what these two fine females are doing with their little song here. Let's hear it. Oh, my God. Some low end there. Heavy on it, heavy on it. New York's then a fucker. When we come out, it look like Princess Diana on the street. Hey, yo, I stop playing with them, right? Finish Like, uh, keep it a stack. Bitches move on cause they know I got bands. They be trying, I don't give a damn, and I'm still getting money. I know who I am. Tryna be low, he gon' hit on my grand. If he small, he gon' act like a fan. If you bigger, they got your head gas. Bitches slow, so I give him a pass. Like it keep it a stack. Bitches move on cause they know I got bands. They be chatting, I don't give a damn, and I'm still getting money. I know who I am. Tryna be low, he gon' hit on my grand. Is she uh, Puerto Rican or something? Like with that little accent. They got your head gas. Bitches slow, so I give him a pass. And I just fell in love with a gangster. So he put my name in the top. 
But I don't let them come to the crib So we get it on where we at Nowadays I be ducking them cameras And they hype that I'm up on them banners Calling my phone but they know I don't answer In the hood I'm like Princess Diana I'm thick cause I be eating oats Bitch not taking shit from me but no A lot of words that she used to rhyme together That didn't really rhyme Tell her man I'm the girl of his dreams Think about me when he brushing his teeth He gets sex and I leave him on scene Hottest bitch out and they know what I mean Like grah, keep it a stack Bitches move on cause they know I got bands They be chatting I don't give a damn And I'm still getting money I know who I am that's the hook right there, huh? That's the first thing she said. They know I got beans? Is that a fucking monetary unit measurement now? Beans? I like the way she shifts levels. Keep it a bean, yo. He talk nice cause a pussy gave me how. Like, yeah, keep it a stack. They just move out cause they know I got bands. They be chatting, I don't give a damn, and I'm still getting money. Oh, is it bands? No, I got bands. Not beans. If he's smart, he gon' act like a fan. Thinking you bigger, they got your head gas. Bitches slow, so I get him a pass. Like, yeah, keep it a stack. They just move out cause they know I got bands. They be chatting, I don't give a damn, and I'm still getting money. I know who I am. Trying to be low, he gon' hit up my gram. If he's smart, he gon' act like a fan. Thinking you bigger, they got your head gas. Bitches slow, so I get him a pass. Catch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the gag for me. <laughs> we had the 808s happening there, huh? 808 fucking kicks for sure. 808 hand clap. Uh, not your typical 808 hi-hat pattern. Although, might have been 909 the hi-hat. I don't know for sure. Um. Yeah, Nicki Minaj will shift levels in her verses, which is a very cool, unique little trick. And it's always makes you sort of lean in a little bit more every time she does it. She'll do, you know, she'll do something low, and she'll do something like she does that little mani like. Wow, like you know, almost system of a downy kind of like frantic um, style, and then she'll you know be hype. You know, she like shifts her levels. You know, like you know, the the other chick was sort of monotone. You know, still still dynamic, but you know, definitely delivered well. But it was all sort of in the same sort of scenario, like you know. You know, she didn't vary too far from the main thing, right? Now, is that her song? Is it, what's her name? I already forgot her name. <laughs> Was it Ice Spice? Is Ice Spice, it's, is it her song or is it just their song together? And, you know, it'll be on each other's albums. I don't know. It was a single. Uh, I mean, for modern rap songs, I guess it was okay. Kind of had a, um, the beat wise, kind of, 
like a little Timberland, like Missy Elliott style almost, right? Am I thinking that just because there was females fucking flowing on it? What a, I don't know. It reminded me of a little, a little Timberland style beat. Who I wonder who produced that. Anyway, I don't hate it because I'm not a hater. I, I did I enjoy it? It's okay. If I never heard it, would my life not be affected? Absolutely. So there you go. There you go. Um, how about this? As you get older, you um, you experience life, and those that have been in your past, and you see them now and what they're up to, and uh, their new life choices, you can either cringe, or you can applaud, or you can be indifferent. But certain situations kind of make you go, well, what, 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 huh, what? Let me explain. I, um, the woman I was with before my now ex-wife, which is still hard for me to say, I gotta, I gotta be honest. Because we're not officially divorced yet. I went down. I still haven't went down to file any paperwork. But you know, we are definitely separated, and um, we are saying we're divorced, but we're not officially divorced. But anyway, it's just hard to say. Uh, but the woman I was with before her, I saw on the social medias that. She has gotten married. I was with that woman for eight and a half, almost nine years. At one point, we were engaged. And um, she decided to not want to be engaged with me anymore. And then shortly after that, problems arised and we were broken up. We had a good thing. We had a really, really good thing for a long time. And to see her... To see her be married to somebody else and be happy, which I'm super stoked she's happy. I have no, no problem with that. You know? Um, I just, you know, when people say shit like, you know, this is the best thing ever and... You know, this is what I've always wanted. and uh, Or other people saying that about that situation. You know, so happy for her. I've never seen her happier. Stuff like that. It makes you think, well, what the fuck do we have? Because I was happier than a pig and shit at that time. You know? You know, you just like, you know how you feel in a situation. I guess this is what the, the, the point that got brought up that, that we should, that, that I should, and maybe you should, we should take into consideration anytime something comes up like this. 
you can have your feelings about a situation, and especially within a situation with somebody else, but you'll never really know how they feel about that exact same situation. You'll never really know. I was under the assumption that it was all good and we were both pretty much on the same page for a long time. I know when it went when it went wonky and then I definitely know when it fucking went off the rails. But for the time that it was all good, it was all good. So when you see those, you know, things like, you know, happier than I've ever been kind of things, it's like, really? Was it really that bad when I was around? (laughs) And again, it shouldn't matter. It's fucking way gone, way long ago. But you still, you kind of wonder, was I fucking, you know? And maybe... It hit me because of what I'm going through right now, be it that I'm going through a a, a, a divorce. And uh, maybe it hit me in, you know, in my vulnerable state, which I have to say I am getting better. I'm feeling better. I'm not having, haven't had any dark days actually in a while. So I am feeling better about my situation. Um, my apartment is pretty damn close to being my apartment again um i I think it probably is i just i gotta clean it up i gotta reorganize still i still haven't done that but um it's my apartment again so um i don't know but, but i am feeling better but it isn't like i'm ready to fucking jump into a new thing you know what i mean i'm still gonna need time to heal some wounds um, but some things have happened recently that definitely have, uh, boosted the old confidence, be it a, uh, be it a compliment or, uh, um, um, uh, a look or an atten- uh, uh, attention being given that was unexpected. Um, so I'm going to be okay. But I do need to um, be settled. And I'm still not settled. I don't feel. Anyway. um, But yeah, just, you know, it's interesting how, you know, you can you can have a situation. You could be in a situation. You could be in a situation with other folks. And maybe those folks didn't see that situation that exact same way that you saw it. And... um, should it hurt? Should it be fucking foul? Should it be fucking, should you be angry? I don't know. I don't know. But I am happy for them that they have found happiness. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dirties of all ages, thank you for checking out another episode of the SVP. Rate, review, subscribe. Go to wherever you listen to this podcast and sit, uh, do a review. Make sure you're subscribing. Um, rate the fucking show. Holler at your boy. 
uh, send your uh, suggestions and or complaints to S-E-A-N underscore B-O-I-L-E-S at Yahoo.com. That is Sean underscore Boyles at Yahoo.com. Get at me, yo. Um, I saw a clip. Uh, you remember the week this week. I saw a clip of this band playing live. And I was like, well, what the fuck ever happened to that group? Um, I remember the one song only. And they were playing at some giant fucking festival and people were jumping up and down. I was like, wow, was that band that fucking big? I only thought they had the one song. And, of course, the one song is fucking stuck in the old fucking dome or stuck in the old fucking dumb head. Swirling around in there. Going around going dee 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 dee. That was a terrible interpretation of the song. So uh, this this week's Earworm of the Week. Um, Right in the heat, in the hot. In the peak of the grunge era, a little song called Seether by Veruca Salt is your earworm of the week. Be good, keep it dirty, and I'll see you, Dick Knuckles, next week.
fuck Staten Avenue and fuck Ace Freely. Brought to you by Blowout Productions.